Beth Show. The Matt Beth Show. sound different because your headphones are going to be like I just want your headphones Matt my headphones sound awesome do you want to flip flop do you want to flip flop for real no I'd rather just make you feel bad for spilling water on my headphone jack but not yours so as we walk into episode 23 this morning I got everything all together I got pops I got them sitting in the right spots Beth can reach over and grab her 44 ounce I can reach back and grab my 44 ounce of DMD it was sitting on a stool, and as I turned around, all I heard was the sound of crushed styrofoam and water coming out. It was like... Water? I meant DMD. <laughs> Same sound. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's just now pouring, and I'm just going to leave So you that. had tried to set the stage, get this room all yeah. nice and ready, and then instead I walk into a big towel on the floor, yeah. middle of the floor, yeah. and then you turn yeah. to, to say, say good morning, and then... Well, then the the 32-ounce uh, old Scott Frost, by the way, <laughs> cup. Well, I'm like, oh, because they were like, should we get some uh, Scott Frost cup? Like, yeah, Scott Frost is going to be our coach forever. Forever. Duh. Get four Aww. million. <laughs> Got about four of them. So those 32-ounce cups that my wife runs around at the game and just picks them off of people's chairs. Which she does. I think it's kind of cute. And he comes home with them. We've got all these new. Yeah. So a uh, whole set. A whole set. So that 32 ouncer of ice water then spills onto the equipment as you come in. This is happening uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. within about a in 10 minute time. period. Yeah, I so- walk in. I see a towel on the floor. I hear a cup fall as you're saying hello and then reach over and have to pick up equipment off the table because the water's all over. So as we Fast sit here. forward and now I have <laughs> headphones. Crackly headphones. Crackly. I'm sure it's going to dry out. I'm sure it's, yeah, we'll see. Just run over to Sam's Club, get yourself a hundred pound bag of rice. (laughs) Just (laughs) stick it in there. Uh, This board's the size of a table, by the way. Uh, Let's see here. Hold on. If it was Purge. If it was Purge? You know what Purge is? It's a movie, and one night uh, a year, they allow the government allows allow you to go out and do whatever you want. So you can commit whatever crime you want. So people either decide if they want to go out and be a part of the purge, or they want to lock themselves inside and try to hide from everything. Okay, right. So it's not on the Hallmark Channel, then. It might be on Lifetime. (laughs) So if you had a purge and you could commit any sin you wanted to, and it wasn't a sin for a day, what would it be? That a great question. Or do you just you? What Beth, a weird question. Let me ask you this. I don't know. Beth, I don't as, think that's a good question. Do you believe? Because terrible. Question. Here's what I was asking. Here's what I'm asking you. Is this? Is that do we go through our lives as believers, doing the things that we do out of fear because we don't want to be on the opposite side? We don't want to be the sinner, or do we do it because we know it's right? Do we do it like I'm saying? If we could have a purge day, do you think there's a part of you within you that would go? Yeah, I've got permission now. If that was a real thing, hypothetically, obviously it's not in the Bible, but I'm saying if it was and God gave us one day to do whatever we wanted, do you think it'd be easy for you to sin or do you think it'd be really hard and you just wouldn't do it? Okay, you're asking different questions, so I don't know which one I'm supposed to answer. Whatever one's on your head first. (laughs) I think if you are living a life that is like, I got to do all this right thing and avoid this sin because that's what the right thing to do is because that's what Christians do, then you're getting it wrong anyway. It's not about following a list of rules. It's about 
understanding the heart of God and God's heart for me is that I would walk in fullness of life and true joy and fulfillment and peace do not come when you are living a life of breaking all those rules. Like purge. Yes. So I think it's like that saying, like, how close to that line can I get before it's in? Well, that's not the issue. The issue, like for me, it's like, does what I'm doing in this moment please God? Yeah. If it doesn't please God and like make him happy, then I want to feel sad about that. I want, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't always, sometimes I still do what I want to do knowing like, hey, that's, that wasn't the kindest thing. That wasn't the kindest way I could have said that. Um, But other times, you know, it's just like, if, if, if it's not, if it doesn't please God, it's not just like, did I check off a good box? Did I get a gold star for this today? No. Like, is was God pleased with what I was doing in this moment? So if you're living a life like that, then I don't think a purge day sounds good. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It's all hypothetical, stick, yo. <laughs> I think we should stick with Christmas Hallmark movies, Matt. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. So when friends are in need, we try to come to help out as much as we can. If it's just getting the information out there, then you can help out as well. But if we can all do just a little bit, if we don't have a whole lot, we all can do a little bit that we can help out a whole lot too. So a friend of ours from church, their family is doing something and we want to help them out and we need your help as well. So give the rundown on what's going down, please. NE Curbside is sponsoring Mizea's team at the Step Up for Down Syndrome Walk in October. And I know this time of year you get asked a lot of fundraisers going on by the cookie dough by the kringles whatever a kringle is i don't know kids <laughs> seem to sell them this time of year for the band i know you've, you're asking for a lot but this is a really creative way to raise money for down syndrome research and all they're saying is they will pick up any old metal that you have and they're going to turn it into the recycling center and whatever proceeds they get goes straight towards Mizea's team he's raising this money for the down syndrome walk so do you have an old washer and dryer that you're like, what do I do with this? I have to drive this over to the dump. Or maybe you just finished a construction project and you have some extra just metal pipes lying around. Any curbside will come by, pick it up, take it straight to the recycling center and all those proceeds go. So it doesn't cost you any money out of your pocket, um, but you have the chance to participate in this fundraiser just by sticking your random old large metal pieces outside of your house. Sounds like a win-win getting rid of the stuff that you don't want and helping us out. And here's what I was thinking too, is if they do come to pick it up, Medik gets out and he's like, hey, I'll grab that washer and dryer and he puts it up there. If you happen to have, you know, maybe a crisp 20 that you want to throw at him, you're more than welcome to tip as well. And that's from me, not from him, just FYI. So visit anycurbside.com or give them a call at 402-217-5798 to be a part of Mizea's team at the Step Up for Down Syndrome Walk. Control. Yeah. You sent me a text saying, I want to talk about control. Yeah, I want to talk about control. Why do you want to talk about control? What do you think? I want to know. Why do you want? I, want- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> You're the one that wanted to talk about it. You send these texts. I'm like, well, what's happening that you're not controlling? <laughs> How do you know it's me? What if it's something else? What if it's somebody, it somebody else in else? my life? Maybe. No, it's me. <laughs> so whenever I want to watch TV, Carrie always wants to control the remote. Stop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop. So here's what I have an issue with. Maybe it's because you're watching Purge. Maybe she wants to watch something else. (laughs) 
So the control issue when it comes to giving it all to God. Mm. And I've been listening to some books that talk about that. I hear you guys talk about it at church. Okay. From our children to our finances, it's all God's. It's not even ours. Yeah. And that's a big one to hold on to for a minute, especially when our egos are going, no, 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 no. I worked for all this. Yeah. This is all mine. And that's what we want to say. But there's some things that are so much that I want to control that I didn't realize how much I want to control, including my daughter's driving. Mm. And including... Mm that I want to be in such control of her safety. And I've been praying so hard and God and I are right now, we are in the middle of something. Okay. And I have felt this lack of control that is driving me nuts. And I know I'm not the only parent that's got a feeling like this when their kids start driving for the first time, but I don't want this. Yeah. And I know, I know God's watching over and I know God's protecting her. And I know that if anything happened, everything would be okay because God is there. Sure. That's easy to say, mm-hmm. but I want to get to a point where I'm not feeling like I have to control everything, including uh, the safety of my child when she's driving. I know that sounds like, yeah, you know, you want to control as much as I can. I'll tell her like, hey, make sure you use your blinker sure. and wear your seatbelt. But beyond that and what I've done so far to let the bird fly as the bird is flying, I can't continue to try to follow the bird and look at the bird and watch the bird always or I'm just going to go nuts. Right. God help me. Actually, now, Beth, would you help me? <laughs> well, I have, I have maybe two answers for you yeah. that I hope they aren't contradictory. But it's so interesting that you just texted me about this maybe yesterday. And today in my Bible reading plan, I started reading the book of Ecclesiastes. Like I'm reading the whole Old Testament. And that's just the next verse. I know. Ew, right? <laughs> but the plan I'm on, if this is a plug for the version Bible app, get it on your phone, get it on your iPad. They have lots of plans. You can read a seven-day plan about addiction. You can read a seven-day plan about joy. Anxiety, depression. You can read a three-day plan about marriage, overeating. Like, right? I don't even, you know, there's yeah. plans for everything. everything. This is a one-year plan and every... Um, I think every new book of the Bible, they play this video at the beginning that really explains like, just here's the overview of this whole book. That's cool. Because the book of Ecclesiastes is basically in English, we read it as meaningless, meaningless, everything in life is meaningless. Mm. Well, the word that they say, the actual Hebrew word that they use in that book, I'm getting to a point here about control. Uh, the word that they actually use is not meaningless as much as like vapor or smoke. And so this whole book isn't about everything in life is meaningless. This whole book is everything in life is like a vapor. It's like smoke that you can see, but you can't grab a hold of it. And I just thought that picture was very good. And and because ultimately in this book, the author says, basically you're born and you die. Mm. Like you don't control either of those. Like, why would you think that you have control over anything else that happens? <laughs> like you don't, you can work for a, a whole bunch of money. You can rate, earn a whole bunch of money, but then you die and you don't take it with you. You can pour yourself into a career and work every day of your life. Like you don't take that with you. Like you really You can't control things that are going on. So the point of the whole book is you can't control it. So learn how to enjoy what God has given you. Mm. And I thought that picture was even just as I was trying to think through this thought about how how do we give God control? The truth is we don't give God control. He has it. Mm. 
So am I in these moments of my life, am I grasping at a vapor? I'm grasping, you know, are you grasping at uh, keeping control over your daughter's safety as she's driving? Like you can't do it. You can't. So learning peace in the moment. God, what are you trying to teach me in this season where I'm letting my daughter go out there? God, are you trying to teach me how to pray? Like I have, maybe you, God wants you to grow in the area of prayer. Every time your daughter hits the road, like you are talking to him about it. Like God is ultimately in control, but you can't, you can't control the other drivers. You can't control, uh, you know, so I'm just, this idea of giving God control, I don't, I truly believe he is in control anyway. Yes, we work hard. Yes, you can, you can argue I've worked hard for this. I did control it because I worked hard. Well, sure, but I believe God gave you the gifts and the abilities to do what you've done. And ultimately it can all be taken away. Right, right. And so I don't think we give God control. I think we, uh, he's already in control and we have to learn how to, like how to, navigate that. In this moment, I'm choosing to trust you and not fear. I'm choosing to ask you, like, what are you trying to teach me? I want to enjoy these gifts that you've given me right now. Not in fear that they could get taken away, but just knowing they could, they could all be gone. And that's okay because I know the the giver. I know the one who gave them to me. When I go to fear, in those moments, when I go to myself and in my own brain, those are those moments that I need to be in prayer. Those are those moments I need to be asking God for not to change the people on the road to make yeah. it safer, but to change me inside it so yes. I can have peace and know that you are in control and know that I can let this go. I just have to make sure that I'm not going back to my old ways and my old fear ways and thinking with my own head and instead saying that I don't have control of any of this. And I love yes. the idea of grasping because you yeah. are, you really are. You think that you have, and it's just nothing. There's no control. It doesn't exist. What are you right. reaching for? Just vapors. Yeah. I thought that was a cool picture. Yeah. Number two. Now, when it comes to specifically to raising kids, though, yeah. I do think so. If, if, if everything is a vapor, if I can't control anything, I'm going to live, you know, I was born, I'm going to die one day, and I don't have control over any of it. The goal is that I just learn to find joy and meaning in these moments that God has given me. I learn to find joy in the fact that he is sitting on the throne and he rules and he's in control. If the goal is for me to live out my days in understanding and, and honestly getting to the point where I can be glad that he's the one in control. If that's the goal, then one of the ways we enjoy the gifts that he's given us is we do need to, we talk about stewardship. We do need to steward these gifts. Well, the time he has given us, we need to use that. Well, Mm. the, um, the talents he's given us, the children he's given us, we need to care for them. Well, Mm. so can I control all their environments? No, but can I set some boundaries that provides the space for not only me to enjoy these gifts that God has given me, but for them to be able to live a life where they know they can know God, they can walk in joy, they can walk in freedom. Sometimes you do need boundaries. So is taking, you know, is 
being careful about the amount of driving that you're letting your daughter do is being careful about it. Is that trying to control things? That's you got to check your own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there, I think that boundaries are good and God has given you this gift. And so it's, you know, I, this is a good example. You know, when my kid turns 16, you don't just get keys and like, we never see you again. Like right. you are still my child. I am still responsible to raise you. And if we are going to enjoy this life that God has given us, to the fullest, there are some boundaries that need to take place. And that's okay. That's not trying to take control. That's being smart and taking care of what God's given us. Two peas in a podcast. Matt and Beth. The Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. So I'm a father. I've got a wife. We're busy. We've got two kids, nine and 16, and we're hungry. We get home. It's 7.30 now, and Carrie busts something out of the oven that she's been sitting in there, and I look into it, and I see it's pulled pork. I'm happy. Why? Because it came from you, Aaron. Yay! (laughs) Chef off chef, wham, bam, meal in a pan. Not only my family, but a bunch of families and the food bank. But talk about your food, talk about how we get it, and talk about why it's so important. So wham, bam, meal in a pan, we're open Tuesday through Fridays. Uh, We ask you to order ahead at least the day before. We try to leave ordering open till noon the day of, but the idea is it's a protein, a starch, and a veggie. It's fully prepared. All you have to do is pick it up, take it home. If you're not going to eat it right away, put it in your oven on warm, and you just have to serve. That's it. And enjoy. Minimal cleanup, no cooking, but the idea is to help answer that what is for dinner question that we all I mean, I even get caught texting Danny that sometimes, my wife, and she's just like, we're having wham bam. Right, duh. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I'm going to get my food. I need to order it when. You want me to do it when? And what do I need to do? Honestly, the best thing to do is go to our website, whambammealinapan.com. Wham, bam, mealinapan.com. Don't judge me. Don't you dare judge me. Easy. Okay, let's <laughs> do playing heads up. Um, or there's emotions and expressions, Ooh. the human condition. That feels so deep. Let's do that one. Should we do that yeah, one? Yeah. Okay. And by the way, let's be honest here. It's not a heads up. This game is called Guess. It's the, <laughs> it's the it's the deep version of Heads Up because Ella DeGeneres got canceled and so did her game. Sorry. Oh, man. Okay, 60 seconds. Sure. Okay. So you're holding it Get up ready. and I have to guess? Yes. Or am I telling you what it is? You have to guess. What do you mean? It's upside down. Uh, get ready. Oh. Uh, not hot, but cold. Good. Nope. Do it again. Maybe downward. Uh, it's still cold. Try that way. Let's see. Uh, it's still cold. Do you have to tap it or something? Yeah, maybe <laughs> shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Nope. That one didn't work. Maybe it's just one per. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, I just got another one. Okay. Here we go. Oh, you know that one. Okay. Uh, it's still the same. <laughs> There we go. Uh, 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 so generic. Candlelight dinner, a nice walk on the beach. I'm just date try- night. I'm trying to be romantic. Yes. Uh, same thing. Romantic. <laughs> Try to flip. It. Okay, here we go. There we go. Uh, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so blank with myself. No, Disappointed. Uh, no. Uh, of Frustrated. Uh, embarrassed. No, no, no. It starts with the first letter of the alphabet. Angry? Nah, I'm just so blank with myself. Oh, I'm so I'm aggravated. Myself, I'm, myself. Oh, I'm so ashamed of myself. Ashamed. ashamed. <laughs> okay, now my turn to show you. Uh, but look, we got to figure out the, how this thing works. Though, we got to figure out how this works. Because yeah. the other version was like 20 bucks. Here we go. Yeah, we're not I'm doing paying that. paying 20 bucks for that. Okay. It's not on your head. Okay. I know, but it's okay. 
It's not called heads up. It's called guess. Oh, guess. Tap the phone. No. Tip phone vertically to start. See, I should have read that. <gasps> okay. Um, not sweet, but. Sour. I think it is vertical. There you go. Uh, oh, that teenager who makes their own decisions and goes their own way and rebel. does. Uh-huh. But that they are being. A jerk. No, you said rebel, but they're a being. A rebel without a cause. They're being no, rebellious. Uh, yes. Oh, pass. Oh, it's a word they use more like, oh, you silly. Not for silly, but like in like Goofy. Br- Britain. Oh. Um, you little, you little uh, this part of your face that's next to your mouth Why is a. Why so cheeky? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when you listen to all the rules and you obey them, you are being very. Studious. No, but uh, same letter of the alphabet. Uh, you're being so, you're being so. Um, you're putting yourself under their authority. You're being submissive. Yes. Uh, oh. oh, okay. Now that we know how to do this. Now that we know how to do it. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is the word still horizontal when I'm flipping it vertically? So you're reading it sideways? Yeah, I am oh, reading okay. it sideways. So I think you got to you flip it vertical and then back so okay, I can okay, read okay, it. Okay. It's, it's a lot easier to say it than do it. Do you want to do the same one again? No, let's do okay. different. Unless you're down with that. I don't let's know, whatever. Let's do, um, let's just do food. Food, glorious food. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'm wait. What am I doing? Yes, uh, it's oh, that was right. Uh, not a uh, ooh, it's a type of uh, it's pastry, <laughs> uh, bread, no, pasta. I can't say the word in it. It's comes. It's a like a uh, chicken, <laughs> chicken nugget. Flip, flip that. No, not chicken nuggets. Next one. Uh, that didn't do it. You have to not flip it that way. You have to flip it towards me, upwards, upward toward me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, not a cookie, but a cake. Nope, donut, chocolate. Claire. Mm, no, crispy tops. Ooh. Brownie. Yes, thank you. Next. Well, it worked that way. Uh, whew. Okay, here we go. It's a type of thing that swims in the water with a fish? big... But, yes, but what kind of fish? It's it's Shark? Like, no, if we were playing... Uh, if we were Sword? Doing, yes. Swordfish. Yes! It's working. Uh, okay, you eat, uh, eat this. It's not a fruit. It's not a vegetable. They say... Say it's a fruit. Tomato? Yes. Tomato what? Sauce? Soup. Okay, Soup. I, I'll help you there. I uh, don't know what that is. Next one. Uh, okay, uh, he's a rapper and also it's a drink. Uh, <laughs> iced tea. Iced tea. Did you not know what barbecue sauce Time is? out. No, oh, no, 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 no. It keeps going. <laughs> so here's what you do. Barbecue sauce will go up and then it'll go, no, nope, sorry, tomato soup. It'll just go on to the next one. So whatever Ew. you're doing with the flip down, it's doing two. This. Yeah, let's practice it. Okay, so I think if I hold it like this. Yeah. And I go... Up, we got it wrong. That's wrong. Down, got it right. There we go. It's between celebrities and Christmas. Let's do cosmetics. Cosmetics. Uh, Cosmetics. Just just kidding. (laughs) Let's just go with all things Disney. Christmas. I like Christmas. Let's try Christmas. Oh, when they come to your house and they sing outside. Carolers, I saw it. Um, your kids go down a hill. Let's go. Go sledding. Yep. Um, you put up your Christmas lights. Uh, oh. the whole thing, all of the things. Uh, Christmas are called. decorations. Yep. Um, you wrap your presents. Yep. Um, holiday. Like if I'm at a if I'm at a football game and I'm like, yay! What am I doing? Applauding. I'm cheering. Uh huh. Um, what do you put on your presents? Uh, wrapping. Uh, uh bow. No. Wrapping paper. Paper. Yeah. Um. Da, da, Christmas carols. Da. Caroling. Singing. Christmas singing, singing songs, Christmas uh-huh. carols. The one song where Caroling. it goes, ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Da, not four, but. Da, 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 da. Seven days. Not eight, four, eight, but. Three. 
So five. Yes. Five D's. Five. Five uh, golden rings. Yes. Um, reindeer have have antlers. Yes. Um, is it your wish for Christmas that I just want to have a remote control car? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Or peace on earth. <laughs> All right, here, since we're talking about control, let's do this one. I want to control some things. I want to control control? a list of things that new drivers need to know as parents we need to help them with. And I thought about this, like the list of things that you should know when you're starting to drive a car. Okay. Like number one, know what your wipers do and where your mirrors are and where your air conditioning is and where blinker. your blinker and your back wiper because mud just got on the back defrost. Of you defrost what even is defrost what is it i don't even know still <laughs> and do i put now the- i love that we're i mean are we trying to make this list right now because yeah. i'm pretty sure like the dmv like has i don't care it's called the manual you trust the big government speak. okay whatever <laughs> big government <laughs> Come on. Okay, we're making our own driver's manual. Yeah, we're not the man. <laughs> this is down with the man manual. Okay. Okay, so there's, yeah, there's several things you need to know and feel comfortable, not just like, I have an idea of where the brake pedal is, but like, do you, are you, is it so ingrained in your memory? Which one is the brake pedal that when you it's time to brake, you will go straight to that pedal. That's Say important. Five years to be comfortable driving. That's what I heard. Five years. But what's comfortable mean? Meaning that you can really? drive without really having to think about it, I assume. Is that a number for most things that we do in life? Maybe. Five years? Carrie told me that. I think she saw it on <laughs> Facebook somewhere. But so but at, at, at the very beginning, there's so many different rules that a lot of things that you can't really enforce until you see that they're not doing that. Right. Like if I see you always playing with your hair in the car, now you're driving with one hand, we need to have a discussion about that. Right. If I see that you're not using your blinker when we go on roundabouts, okay, then we need to talk about maybe we need to use our blinkers to show which way we're going on roundabouts, which still I don't know how to do a roundabout. I, mean, I really don't. I really don't. I am a danger when it comes to a roundabout. I know they're supposed to be like safety roundabouts. But I just, I don't know which, I don't know where to go. I don't know what, if I'm supposed to wait for that guy. I know it says yield. So I yield and I get honked at. Oh, do you, are you the guy that stops in a roundabout? Imagine if I was, there's, then what? Then what would you say to him? What would you say to that guy? Oh, I have said things to that guy. He doesn't know it. But. So I was listening to this interview with Macklemore and he's a, he's an addict. And he was talking about with addiction and how we try to control our lives by filling this God-sized hole with other things. It's like I'd try to go buy a watch or I'd get the new shoes and my voice would be in my head would be saying, oh, no, you deserve this. Don't worry. You can be fine. If you do this, you'll be fine. So he found himself buying a bunch of stuff and never filling that God-sized hole. But trying to fill that God-sized hole is what stuck with me. Well, I, I agree with his, what he's saying is that it's like that vapor we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Everything in this life is a vapor and you're reaching for things. And, and like I said, I was reading the book of Ecclesiastes. If you're going to start reading the Bible, that's not necessarily the book I would start <laughs> reading. It's a weird book because it basically is, I mean, it's talking about how life is a vapor. You can't, you can't grab it. You think you can control it. You can't. He even says in it, like, you know, you can work all your days. You can buy yourself all the things. You can uh, try everything, eat, drink, and be merry kind of situation. But at the end of the day, 
it's meaningless. That's mm. not where you're going to find your meaning in life. You can reach out and try to grasp it, but it's just not there. Do you know how many times in my past in the history uh, of my life prior to becoming a Christian that I reached for so many things mm -hmm. and so many books and so much knowledge and so many ideas, so many that each day it would never be consistent what I would plug in for that. I would yeah. be reaching for uh, maybe some word that I heard someone say that might satisfy me for 10 minutes, but it's not this everlasting joy. Mm -hmm. But I remember an image after everything that happened uh, over four years ago, and I went to jail for a couple days, and one night when I'm laying in bed and I'm crying my eyes out, I'm away from my family, I'm not knowing what my future is going to look like, I'm not drinking, I had my eyes closed and I was going through these raw emotions. And as I closed my eyes, I do remember it clearly, like the picture if you've seen it, but before this I never saw that picture, where it's... Jesus's hand reaching down for the person who's under the water. And all you can see is kind of that, mm -hmm. that look through the water of Jesus reaching for yeah. you. Identical. Yeah. And as I'm in the water and I'm spinning, I remember the waves just taking me and spinning me. And as I'm crying in jail, this is going on in my head. Like it was really happening. I remember gasping for air and I was breathing and I was reaching up and I was grabbing for pieces of wood and debris and whatever else. I didn't know what this meant at the time. And I'm reaching up and I'm trying to grab and I'm trying to keep my head up above water. And I would for a moment and I would breathe and then I'd go back down and I'd see that image again of Jesus reaching down into the water. And I kept reaching and reaching for things, reaching for things, reaching for things. And I kept running out of breath and I felt like I was choking and I was, and finally I reached up and I grabbed Jesus' hand and I came up on shore and that was it. Wow. And everything felt different at that moment. And I don't, I think that was just a, a I don't know if it was a vision to show me what it's going to be like in the future. I want you to be able to look back at this moment that you were laying here and feeling that and you reach for the right thing finally. Yeah. They got you out of that water and got you that air and got you on land and made you, uh, I don't know, not so lost. I, I feel like that, that we do that though. Don't we try to, we try to fill that God sized hole with whatever we can grab onto. But the thing we need to grab onto is God's hand. Right. Gia, how's your headphones sound by the way? Good. Do they? They sound fine. Do you smell like uh fill in the blank? <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna say? Do I smell like what? Funnel cake. <gasps> do I? Yeah, do you? I'm asking you. No, no, I didn't say I'm you did. I'm asking you. No, 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 I didn't say you did. <laughs> if you did, do you have it in your hair? Eleven days funnel caking, you have because it's a verb, isn't it? You funnel cake? <laughs> it is. I I funnel caked all week last week. So funnel caking, uh, I'm just so interested in, I really want to smell the clothes that you had. Oh, did you no, wash you them? Don't. You didn't you wash don't. them? don't. Did you wash them? Yes. Promise? Every day. You did? Yes. Okay. Every I, day? Yes. I worked in a funnel cake track for 11 days. Yeah. I packed a suitcase. It had four shirts that had the name of the funnel cake company, <laughs> four pair of shorts, and every couple of days, just. He, I, honestly, every night you'd wash them because they smell oh, so bad. Yeah, he, like I got home last night. Sean met us outside and was carrying in my suitcase. And he, he like we opened the back door of the van and he just was like, wow, that, <laughs> the smell is so real. It's like just old grease, right? It's just yeah. oil. Yeah. But no, it's, it, it seeps, but I, it seeps into all the pores in your hair and 
that I showered, so I should be fine. And is, I'm not wearing those clothes, so hopefully. But I did leave my iPad in there. Does it smell like my it too? It does really. Oh! Like a have like a funnel cake. That's track. so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, so. let's let's do this. Ready? <clears throat> okay. uh, I lost my. Ah! I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. While Beth is looking for that, your wrap-up is brought to you by Trendy Chiropractic. Dr. Bo and his entire crew, just amazing. Even before Dr. Bo puts his hands on, you can feel his wisdom. And I'm not joking either. Talk to him. Have him pray for you. Pray with him. Dr. Bo, Trendy Chiropractic, just the best of the best. 31st and O Street here in Lincoln, TrendyChiro.com. Now, here's Beth with your wrap-up. Well, Matt, we talked about control today. How do we control this life that we're living? And the Bible talks about it. And the book of Ecclesiastes, he talks a lot about you can't control it. Life is a vapor. You can try to grab at the smoke that you see, the the steam rising from that pan. You can try to grab it, but it's gone. There's nothing left. You can't control everything that happens to you in life. But ultimately, God has given us this life and it's a gift. So you can try all the things. You can try um, all the all the drugs. You can try giving everything to your career and working yourself into the grave. You can try money. You can try possessions. But the truth is we were created for relationship with our creator. And that is what this life is all about. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, it says, all has been heard. Okay, we've heard of all the things we could try, all the things that didn't work. All has been heard. The end of the matter is fear God, revere and worship him and keep his commandments. For this is the whole of man, the full original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun, and the whole duty for every man. So you can try to control it. You can try all the things to fill that void. But ultimately, I believe that that true peace and joy comes when we stop and we acknowledge, God, you're the one that's in control. And I just want to live this life with you and enjoy what you've given me. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap-up. I need some good.